Welcome to the Master of None podcast, adventures in a hands-on life. Build, grow, cook, train, explore. So in this episode, I'm just going to bring you up to speed on the project that I've been working on for most of the week because it's been a lot of work. Maybe not that interesting, but it's what I've been working on, so that's what we're talking about this week. And actually what I just did most recently was in my recording studio, I killed a camel spider. Now, normally for any insects, moths, anything like that, I will attempt to like catch them inside the house and take them outside and release them without harming them. But honestly, I make a special exception for camel spiders because they pretty much come straight from the depths of hell and they have no soul. So yeah, if I find one in the house, I pretty much just kill it with no mercy. And in fact, of the several times that I've probably been closest to death, the camel spider is the the thing that got me the closest. So we're talking malaria, helicopter crash, and being bitten by a camel spider. So anyway, when I find them in the house, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and just pause the podcast right now and do a Google image search for camel spider, and you'll see why, yeah, the the terrifying thing that I'm actually talking about right now. Anyway, that's not our project for this week. What I was working on most of this week was actually doing a bunch of landscape work to prepare for building a swing set. So since that's what I spent all of my time doing, that's what we're talking about. And not a lot of, I don't know, fun history or etymology or anything like that. So this may end up being a shorter episode. I don't know. Let's dive into kind of the the process that we're going through here and and all of the steps and where we're at now. So where we started is our driveway comes toward the house from where you, you come in through our main gate and then you drive toward our house and then the driveway makes a big circle right in front of the house, kind of a roundabout, which is really convenient for like if a big truck is coming in or even for parking in the driveway or having a bunch of guests over for a party. It's just really convenient to have a big circle right in front of the house as kind of the end of the driveway. So in the middle of the circle, we have basically had just a bare dirt circle patch for a while. We decided that that would be the ideal place to put the kids swing set. So we're building the swing set slide play structure thingy right there. And there are a couple reasons why it's a really great spot. One, it's right in front of the house so they don't have to go very far to get to their swing set. And we can see them from the house. You know, always good. Keep an eye on your kids, all that sort of stuff. And with the prevailing winds coming from the west, This is actually the biggest part. The house actually, excuse me, 
the house provides a really nice wind block for that circle right in front of the house. So even on a windy day, it could be a great spot for the kids to be able to play. Now, the trouble is it's not quite level. So what we actually did is I got out the surveyor's level, which is a a tool that we have that basically consists of a little thingy that you look through that sits on top of a tripod and then somebody else can stand off a certain distance with the measuring rod, which has inch and quarter inch marks on it. And you can see exactly level from where you're looking over to the measuring rod and then they can move the measuring rod around so you can measure the precise difference in height between one point on the ground and another point on the ground. And that's actually how we mark out the uh, the location of the contour swales when we're getting ready to dig contour swales. In this case, what I really wanted to know was a couple things. What was the highest point on the circle? Because it's basically just kind of tipped over kind of an even slope from one side to the other. But looks can really be deceiving when it comes to contours and topography of land and what's actually the highest point and what's actually like perfectly uphill, perfectly downhill. So what I wanted to know is what is actually the highest point in this circle? What is actually the lowest point in this circle? And basically, what is the height difference between those two points? So turned out we located the highest point, located the lowest point, which were basically directly across the circle from each other and found that there was a difference of about 18 to 20 inches between those two points and the circle itself the inside of the circle is about i believe it was 30 or 32 feet across the circle so that might not sound like a lot across you know 32 feet we have 18 inches of drop but if i'm setting a swing set on that then the swing set's all like tipped over to one side. So I really wanted to be able to set up the the swing set slide play structure on a level area. So how do we accomplish that? Well, one of the easiest ways to accomplish leveling a certain area is with a retaining wall. So that's where all of this labor came in this week because building a retaining wall, although it may be simple, is not easy. So A retaining wall is basically a vertical wall that's a landscaping feature that allows you to make an abrupt change from one height in your landscaping to another height in your landscaping. So basically think if you have a slope that's a little too steep, if I break that slope up with some retaining walls, then I can have a vertical wall and then the actual ground surface between between walls does not have to be as steep. So in this case, we're, we're actually only doing one wall and it wraps around about half of the circle and it's right against the driveway. So it's around the perimeter of this circle. And like I said, I need to bring that ground level up 18 to 20 inches to get a level surface in this 30, 32 foot circle where the kids are going to be able to play in order to make that basically flat. So how do we do a retaining wall? Well, we don't just start stacking stones on the ground and then pile dirt in. We actually want to get underground so that we have a a stable uh, kind of foundation for our wall. Now, 
I'm going to go ahead and apologize if this gets a little technical, but try to follow kind of the, the math and geometry of what we're going to talk about with this landscaping project. So, like I said, I want the wall to go basically halfway around the circle. So we're going to cover half of the perimeter of the circle, and that's going to be the lower half. And, and then we're going to backfill that. We're going to bring dirt in to fill that in so that we have basically a level circle, and then it drops off toward the driveway on this wall. So the wall is actually going to be at its tallest point at the lowest point on the circle. And the wall is going to be shortest at the ends. So in the middle, that's the center of the wall is going to be at the lowest point that we identified on the circle. And at that point, it's going to come up that full 18 to 20 inches. And then due to the nature of the land around it rising, even though the top of the wall is perfectly level, by the time you get to the ends of the wall, that's where it's very short. So I'm actually using stacking retaining wall stone that happens to be about eight inches tall. So with each, with each run of stone, I gain eight inches. Now, the first run of stone, even in the middle, is going to be nearly entirely underground. So basically what I need to do is at that center point, I need to dig down. Actually, what I did is I dug down 12 inches because I'm going to fill that bottom four inches with gravel in order to level the bottom and be able to level the individual retaining wall stones and really set them solidly in place. So at that center point, we dug down 12 inches and then we maintained level from that point. So actually, by the time we got out to the ends of the wall, we were closer to, I don't know, two, two and a half feet deep. So we basically have a trench dug halfway around the perimeter of this circle that's level in the bottom or near level. And then I went around the trench with a actual a soil compactor and compacted the soil by hand. So any of the soil that had been disturbed by the digging process, compacted that by hand with my soil compactor. And then I took some gravel, dumped gravel in the bottom so that I had about a four inch gravel base in the bottom of this trench all the way around. And so just rough estimate, the trench goes about, about halfway around the circle and we have about a 32 foot diameter. So quick math, multiply that by three. So we're around 90, 96, technically 3.14. So we're actually around a hundred feet perimeter all the way around the circle. So the trench is actually about 50 feet. So it's about 50 feet long. And I dug it about a foot and a half, uh, actually a little wider, about two feet wide. So, so that's about the size of this trench where we start to create the, uh, the foundation of our wall. Like, like I said, I fill that up with about four inches of gravel. So four inches deep, two feet wide, 50 feet long. And then I compact that gravel just to get it to settle in a little bit. Now I want the bottom of the trench to be as, as level as possible when I start, because the more level the bottom of the trench is, 
the easier it's going to be to get that first run of retaining wall stone level. Cause that's, that's really where you spend your time is just on that first run. After that, it's just a matter of stacking the stone because there's nothing you can do to level it more after that. So you want, you want that bottom layer totally level. So a little trick here. If you have a framing level, uh, some people have a two foot framing level, four foot framing level, six foot framing level, however long your framing level is. If when you're doing landscaping, what I like to do is actually take like a nice straight or fairly straight two by four that's even longer, maybe an eight foot or 12 foot two by four. Little trick set your level on top of that two by four and use that entire thing as your level. So with a 12 foot two by four, I can level between two points that are 12 feet apart. So as you can imagine with a 50 foot trench, I basically only have like, you can divide that essentially into quarters and be able to, to level it with that 12 foot two by four. So I get the gravel in there. I get the gravel basically level. And then I start stacking stone into the, into the bottom of the pit. Now, like I said, this is, this is simple, but not easy. It's very labor intensive. So these stones weigh about 85 pounds a piece. So it ends up being a pretty good workout moving a couple hundred of these stones from one place where we had them stored to our work site. And then from there actually down into the trench and then wiggling them around to get them all perfectly level and set down in the gravel. So like I said, it just ends up being fairly labor intensive. Take your time on this part though. When you're, when you're doing that first bottom run of stone, that's where you really want to put the time in, get the shape the nice curve that you want on that retaining wall and get them all perfectly level and, and just nice and tight, stack them in there and that'll make the rest of the job much easier. So that's done. And now we're just adding additional layers, which is simple at that point. All we're doing is stacking stone on top. We don't have to level it because we're, We've already done that. If you have a good foundation layer, you're good to go. It's still a lot of work because like I said, these are 85 pound stones. So it's not a not an easy task to move that many of them around. So um, four inches of gravel, eight inches of stone. This is at the lowest point. So at the lowest point, that first layer of stone is completely underground. Now, as you get out toward the ends where the trench is actually deeper, you have a couple layers of stone that end up being completely buried and that's okay. You want, you want that bottom layer to be totally level. Don't try to stair step it or anything that never actually works out. So where we're at now is actually putting the, the final layers on the top of the wall. So we're doing a total of four layers. So at the, at the highest point on the wall, which is the lowest point of the topography, we have a total of four layers of stone, three exposed. So that's three times eight, 24 inches. This is not a tall wall. It's only, it's only about two feet tall. So the labor to make a two foot tall wall seems 
It just seems like a lot of work for something that once it's there, hardly anybody actually even notices that it's there. But the retaining wall can be a a really valuable asset when you're planning your landscaping because it allows you to have level areas that otherwise would be not level. You'd have a fairly steep slope and they might not be usable. So throw in a retaining wall, level on top of the retaining wall, and it gives you a lot more usable space. In addition to that, in general, it slows down the flow of water too, which if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know how much value I place on slowing down the flow of water. All of that aside, there are just a lot of ways that you can use retaining walls in your landscaping if you're dealing with steep areas in your topography. So, so we get that done and basically we bring dirt in and backfill on the high end of the retaining wall. Um, honestly, not a lot to talk about there. Just smoothing some dirt out to make a level area behind it. Um, what else? We have the, the play structure. I've identified basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Nine. Okay. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay, basically 14 points. Uh, six of them are kind of in a ring based on our design. Six of them kind of in a ring. And then eight other points that all have to be anchored into the ground. So the idea is once we get the the dirt basically leveled off, we're going to use that landscapers, or not the landscaper, the uh, surveyors level again to identify those exact eight points and get them precisely level. So basically the points where the play structure is going to contact the ground, we're going to make sure that all 14 of those points are precisely level with each other, which will allow us to construct the play structure, have it sitting level as it should. And then I actually am going a little overboard here, but we do live in a windy place and I have these massive ground anchors that screw like two feet into the ground. And each of those 14 points where the play structure actually makes contact with the ground are going to get these gigantic ground anchors. After that, there's basically the process of assembling, actually building the play structure, the swing set, slide, all that stuff. And then I'm opting for a surface layer of wood chips, mulch, wood mulch of some sort. Um, that just seemed like a good option for us. It's biodegradable. I actually considered like the chipped rubber, but decided if and when we decide to remove it, that's going to be a lot harder to clean up. Like you have to get every single little piece of it. If you do something biodegradable like wood chips and you don't get all of it, not really a big deal. So that's what we're opting for for now is wood chips. So that'll, that'll give a little kind of cushioned play surface for when you jump off the swing or I don't know, drop off the monkey bars or dive out of the tower. You'll have a little, little cushion surface there. So that'll be fun. What else? I am also planning on actually planting some stuff in and along the retaining wall. So uh, 
tentative plan right now. I'm going to grab some uh, potentia shrubs and plant them right along the base of the retaining wall. Because like we talked about, the, the whole retaining wall structure is going to slow down the flow of water and should actually provide enough water that once they're established, we should be able to have some nice flowering shrubs growing right along the retaining wall. Which will dress it up a little too. As you drive down the driveway, you're looking at the retaining wall down at the end of the driveway where the circle wraps around. So you'll have some nice shrubs there with yellow flowers. It'll be pretty. And we may eventually plant some, I'm thinking maybe some, what is it called? Creeping thyme. It's a really pretty plant with purple flowers, has a nice smell to it. And it could actually grow like in the retaining wall and kind of flow down over the retaining wall. So I, I really think the mix of like the yellow from the potentia and the purple from the creeping thyme would be a nice mix and kind of break up the contour of the wall a little bit and give it a nice look. So that's, that's pretty much my plan and what I've been working on all week. Actually, what I've been working on mostly this week is the digging and gravel and moving dirt and big retaining wall stones. So like I said, maybe not as interesting of an episode. We didn't really do any history or etymology or anything like that, but I've been working my butt off on this project. So that's what you get for this week. Yay. All right. I know this was a shorter episode, but that's what we have. And maybe just think about some of the sweat equity that you could put into your landscaping, wherever you live, your, your home, your lawn, your garden, whatever it is, and maybe improve it a little bit because really most of this stuff, like I said, is simple, but not easy. You just have to put the labor in to do some of this stuff. That's all I have for this week. Until next week, pursue your Mastercraft. Bye. Theme music for the Master of None podcast is Club Seamus by Kevin McLeod. Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org. If you need some of your own original music, go check out Kevin's other work at his website, incompetech.com. Incompetech.com.